0: Come, Emmanuel and fill this place. Fill this place with your love, fill this place with your hope, fill this place with your joy, and fill this place with your peace. Allow us as your people to fully embrace this season, to help us to remember all the work that you have done, the work that you continue to do, and the work that you will do in the future drawing your people close to you. So Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for this fourth Sunday of Advent comes from Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles or if you have Uh, If you don't have your Bibles, we'll have the words printed on the screen for you to follow. Hear the word of the Lord. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So hopefully, over this past three, four weeks now, as we've been moving through this Advent season, you've had the opportunity to to see that Advent is is a lot more than waiting for Christmas Eve. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, especially when you have, have kids around you. You know that Christmas is what it's all about. You, know, you buy the presents, you get all the food ready, all of those type of things. Those activities are so important. But, but as followers of Jesus Christ, and, and for those who proclaim Christ as our Lord and Savior, we know that that's only part of the season. That, that, that there, there is this, this bigger story that each and every one of us have the opportunity to live into, and, and when we grasp that picture, we see our place within it. And the place that we have in it is not just a, a little small place. It's a huge place because of the love and grace of Jesus Christ. See, we, we go all the way back to the beginning, all the way back to the beginning to, to Genesis, and we have that, that great poem and that, that great story of, of creation where we see the triune God gathered together and, and they create the heavens and the earth. They, they separate the, the, the land from, from the water. They, they bring about all of the animals, all the vegetations. All of those things are brought together. And we know that after each one of those days, God says it is good, that, that, that God's creation is is good, and it, it is something that that ties the community of the triune God together. But then, then God takes a little bit of dirt, and He forms humankind in God's own image. That's a beautiful thing. That, that's a beautiful thing for us to remember that that we are created in God's image. And sometimes I think we take that creation very lightly. We, we don't look at that as, as an amazing thing. We look at it as like, okay, well, we can just kind of pass on that. And the reason why I think we do that is because the nature that we have now is a fallen nature. Because we turned away. We turned away in, in greed, fear, in, in sin and rebellion. And if we are honest, I think we see ourselves in a, in a dimmer or, or smaller light because, well, all of creation continues to suffer because of that, those choices that we have made. All of creation is not exactly how it was that God planned it to be. Because of our fallen state, now the word that comes to mind to me today when I, when I think about our passage and when I think about this fourth Sunday of Advent, the word that comes to mind is is peace and, and peace is, is a very a very nice word it, it, it's, it's a word that, that that we like to to share with other people so other people may have Peace, But I think peace, just like another word that we use in Advent a lot, is not fully understood. And the other word that we use in Advent that we've had maybe a little bit of a push to understand what it is, is the word hope. Remember the first Sunday of Advent, we talked about hope and and how sometimes we look at hope as like, wow, I really really hope my football team wins today. Or, man, I hope it doesn't rain because I I, I want to go outside and do things. Or, man, I hope that I remember to bring everything that that I need for for the party or or, or for the activities that we're doing. That's not what biblical hope is. Biblical hope is... Being confident and expecting and desiring for something good in the future. And because we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior, we know exactly what that is. We're not putting our hope in ourselves. We're not putting our hopes on on our, our families or on our friends. We put our hope in Jesus Christ because we know that Christ is the one who will make things right. Christ is the one who came to, to free us from our captivity and to help us to live the lives that Christ has called us to live. We do the same thing with peace. We, we like to think of peace as, as having something being absent of conflict. Or, or, or just getting along. You know, if I can just tolerate being with my family all during Christmas, everything is going to be fine. We can keep that, that peace around the house during the holidays. But see, peace is way, way more than that. And, and the peace that, that Paul talks about in our passage has a deeper meaning than just the absence of conflict. It is harmony. It's, it's wholeness, it's completeness, it's prosperity, it's welfare, and it's tranquility. All of those things fit into this word peace that we hear in our passage this morning. The Jewish people, they have a different word for peace. Maybe you've heard this word, and that word is, is shalom. And the the Jewish people, they use the word shalom for for those definitions that I give you, but they also use it for a a greeting, or they use it whenever you say goodbye to someone. You you say shalom. Whenever I went to Israel uh, several times, I heard the shalom all over the places as I was walking around, as I was entering stores and leaving stores. But see, shalom isn't just hello and goodbye, and it isn't just talking about a, uh, an absence of conflict, it is wishing very good things for you. It, it, it is allowing the opportunity to experience that harmony, that, that wholeness, that, that completeness. And we know, as followers of Jesus Christ, that there is just only one place where we can fully receive that shalom. And that is through Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, he gives us these words himself. There's a passage that, that we like to quote here or there from John, John chapter 14, but I wanted to use it in the, uh, the uh, complete Jewish Bible, uh, the, the way that they have it written so you can fully see exactly what shalom means. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to us and he says, What am I leaving with? What I am leaving with you is shalom. I am giving you my shalom. I don't give the way that the world gives. Don't let yourselves be upset or frightened. I love that word, shalom. And I love that idea that, that Jesus pours out his shalom on us. But here's the problem. I think sometimes we think that we are the ones who manufacture shalom. That we are the ones that are able to, to make shalom happen. And my friends, that is far from the truth. We we get to participate in but but the matter and the truth is is that Jesus is the one who gives us shalom. The baby that was born in a manger so long ago brings us our shalom. And as Paul says in, in, in Colossians this morning, is that God's fullness or God's shalom dwelled in Jesus Christ? So all those who are reconciled through Christ also have that shalom in them. So, how do we, as followers of Jesus Christ, really live into that shalom? Well, well, the first thing we must do is realize is that shalom isn't about us, but it's about Christ. Shalom is not about us at all, but it's all about who Jesus is. Jesus didn't say in John that that y'all manufacture your own shalom. Jesus says, what I am leaving with you is shalom. And the better news is that the shalom that he leaves isn't, isn't a false shalom, but it's, it's from him. It's from deep inside of him that he wants us to have so that we can dwell in that with him. As I said, if we think that we can manufacture any type of peace on this planet or any type of wellness or security or prosperity without Christ... We missed the mark. We, we missed the whole point. It is through Him that we can receive His shalom. Shalom also helps us to remember that it helps us to see where we have been and, and where we are going. And one of the beautiful things about Scripture from Genesis all the way to Revelation is that it gives us a picture of, of what shalom should look like. Yes, I know that there are a lot of difficult stories and passages in Scripture. But but to understand our story and to understand the story that that, that God has for each and every one of us, we need to take the time to understand the stories of Scripture. We we need to understand and say that, that this book here This Bible is inspired by God. And and, and the word that God gives us through this text allows us to see how we as God's creation, and we as God's people can fully live in his shalom. And consequently, when we take a look at Scripture, and we live in that shalom, it helps us to look at our community and see how we can extend, extend shalom to the people around us. But in order to do that, we have to know the story of our community, we have to know where we have been, what is happening around us right now, and where. God is leading our community in the future. There are a lot of great stories about this church and about this community. I, I love having opportunities to sit around a table and listening to people talk about the past and, and, and how, how God moved in the past within Roy City First United Methodist Church. I, I love hearing people sitting around a table and go, wow, can you believe what's going to be happening in Royce City in the future? That there, there's a lot of, of great things that are happening, the growth, the opportunity, the, the stores, the, the people, all of this that will be happening around us. But when we fail to connect the two together, when we fail to honor the past and look forward to the future at the same time, it's like we're picking and choosing what it is that we want to hold up in our lives. We're we're picking and choosing where we would like to place our shalom, but we're not listening to where God would like for us to place His shalom. And finally, and I think the most important aspect of this is that to fully live in shalom, we must be ready to participate in shalom. We must be ready to, to be active in our, our faith. We must be prepared to be active in our, our walk as followers of Jesus Christ. Because, my friends, we have to remember, it's called a walk in Christ, not a sit in Christ. We are called to be the hands and feet of Christ in a way that extends his love and grace to the community and world around us. See, see, that's what Jesus did. When Jesus came, he made peace through his blood. He made peace through the actions that, that he did on the cross, and through his death, and through his resurrection, and through his rising again. He did all of these things so that we can experience the peace only Christ can give through us. But if only we had a sign, if only we had a way to see how we are supposed to live our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. But we'll get to that when we gather back together on Friday night for Christmas Eve. Let us pray. Oh God, you have given us ways to share your shalom. You have given us ways to to participate in the work that you are already doing in and around us. And we pray as we move closer to the birth of the Christ child the one in whom you were pleased to have all your fullness dwell within. Help us to realize that because your fullness dwelt in Christ, it may dwell in us as well. That that the reconciliation that has been worked in us is helping to reconcile the world to you. So God, as we celebrate your shalom, As we celebrate your love, guide us and lead us to walk in your light and be reconcilers of the world around us. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.